in 19... Oh, one second. Hello? It's here, McGee and Me, the great new children's video series from Focus on the Family. Should be good. It's a magical adventure that captivates children. A real world drama. An animated wonder that teaches biblical values. Treat your children to the new video series, McGee and Me, from Focus on the Family and Tyndale House Publishers. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, thanks, man. That was McGee and Me, and this is Godfellas. Saddle up with McGee and Me As we head on an adventure in Odyssey We'll focus on the family with a veggie tale It's the greatest adventure with great detail Godfellas, Godfellas Meeting online for a small group time Godfellas, Godfellas Christian And I'm Mr. Brandon. Welcome to Godfellas, the small group that meets online. So this week, we will be talking about what is quite possibly not just the greatest Christian, but the greatest cinema, the greatest <laughs> media to ever exist, Good. McGee and me. Good. So, Call it like it is. So before, keep building it up. <laughs> before we, we get started, did you... Uh, I, I feel like McGee and me was one of the pillars of Sunday school for, for me growing up when it came to like videos that we watched, it was like McGee and me and veggie tales. Those are like the two big ones that we watched all the time. So what, what is your guys experience with uh, McGee and me? I mean, from a real early age, definitely. I can, I can remember quite a ways back and it was, I, we owned a large portion of the VHS tapes for, for McGee and me. I don't know if we owned the full collection, but we owned a lot of them. And they were always popping up in Sunday school class. VeggieTales um, predates or postdates? I'm too old for VeggieTales. It's after McGee and me. Yeah, I know. I, what I'm saying is I'm VeggieTales, I'm too old for that. I, I, really? I watched them, but it wasn't like making its way into my Sunday school. But McGee and me was absolutely there. I want to be clear. You're never too old for VeggieTales, but continue. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I don't know, even know why I went down that road, but I think my point was <laughs> it wasn't making an appearance in my childhood. I watched them later because they're good, um, mm. but not really like when I was supposed to be watching them, you know? Yeah, I watched them um, uh, similar. It was VeggieTales and McGee and Me, but uh, I didn't watch them critically until I met Zach. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I just I, I know exactly it up with what a that spoon means and loved it. Yeah, <laughs> and then Zach Wait. came into my life and uh, you portrayed it as an adult as the best thing that God had given us. Oh boy! So that really made me look at it with different eyes and just, think, is this as good as I remember? And the answer is yes. <laughs> well, anyway, we uh, today are going to be talking about the pilot episode, "The Big Lie." Let's sing a song with Mitch. This song is about telling the truth, so uh, feel free to vibe out. <laughs> Nothing makes me vibe out like telling the truth. <laughs> oh. I was hoping this was DC Talk. 
<laughs> I have never listened to DC Talk, so I is that for real? This is a real song. DC Talk's actually a great band. Yep. You heard me. Wait, this this is Stephen Curtis. This is Stephen Curtis Chapman. But DC Talk's involved in this, I know. They let Stephen Curtis Chapman sing a rap song? Yes. This is a hate crime. No, they accompanied him. This is his song. This is his song. Where the grass is blue. Where the grass is blue. Oh man, how old is this? It's on the Great Adventure album. Whoa. I remember this, yeah. This reminds me of like when Brad Paisley and Nelly wrote a song together and like we solved racism. Like this song's trying to solve Well, racism. this band is headed by white Toby Mac, so yeah. Did you say this is selling? But this song makes me think white people shouldn't be allowed to rap. Honestly. Did you say this is selling racism? This, no, it's like trying to solve racism. I'm like, hey, we're bridging the gap. Um, easily, easily the best song you've done yet. Easily, easily, easily. Oh if my! If it weren't for the da da da's in those, it sounds like it could have been released yesterday in the Christian market. You'll never hear me speak ill of anything that Stephen Curtis Chapman has done. Oh, Brandon. Uh, good. Not this segment so interesting. Brandon. No. <laughs> well, you guys are you guys are handling the back end of this conversation. I'll take the front end. You know. All right. I'll, yeah, sure. What do you got? <laughs> not every side of the story. Not every story has two sides, Brandon. Some <laughs> stories only have one. <laughs> no. I I love Stephen Curtis Chapman. I think this song is not good, but I don't care. I think it's. I like. <laughs> I think. I think probably when it came out, I was listening to the great. The Great Adventure album pretty consistently. Okay. And I'm, this was probably not one of my higher. Pl- yeah, this is probably not one of my go to songs on the album, but it's fine. It's okay. That's what I wonder. Like, I, I'm not familiar with the album in and of itself. Um, is like that, is it kind of all over the place tonally or is this song like the outlier? No, you're going to. Great Adventure, he's still going to have a lot more of like the country western influences like he was super i feel like he was super country and then (coughs) heaven in the real world was like the one right after this and it was more poppy and then he just kind of got poppier and poppier so you're gonna find wanted you to forget he was from indiana He's from Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. Is he from Indiana? He's from Kentucky. The bluegrass. I think he went to school in Indiana. I don't know. He did. He went to Anderson, but he's from Paducah, Kentucky. How do you know this much about <laughs> Brandon's his biggest I feel fan. Like, I feel like I've made myself clear. Yeah, I love I love him still. I love him still. I, I guess. I Brandon's guess. keeping him in business. I went to his Christmas concert this year. This past this year. This year? This past year, 2019. And it was fantastic. Why didn't you tell, didn't you tell us? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. did. He? Yes, I did. <laughs> did he? Maybe you guys blocked it, it out. It was legitimately fantastic. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I All promise. Right. It was. And Brandon, as long as you're being true to who you are. <laughs> this above all. Wait, Brandon, question. 
Did he sing The Great Adventure, yes or no? He did, but he did a twist. Then it wasn't then it a was twisty. On, well, Christmas? he's like, hey, I know there's it's some about songs. <laughs> yes, yes. He said, I know. No, he didn't. I know there are. What did he, what the example he used, but he basically, I know there's some songs that you have to hear at a Stephen Curtis Chapman concert, but yes, he did sing it. He sang great adventure. Did he sing saddle up your donkey? Ah, no, I was going to say, did he say saddle up your reindeer? He did. did. No, he didn't. Because he took like five, four or five songs and did. A Christmas twist. Brandon, this is what I mean when we talk about Christian stuff. It's like the jokes that I no, would come up no. with. To, it's not to as if this was released it. on an album. This is for fun at a concert. This oh, is for fun. No. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, hey, who was it fun for? <laughs> I, I, it was fun for me because All I am right, a Stephen yeah. Curtis Chapman apologist. Settle up your so this week we watched the pilot episode of McGee and Me, The Big Lie. And if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Go watch it and then come back and listen to this. But essentially, um, Nick moves into a new neighborhood, new town, new school, the whole nine yards. And he gets into some trouble for uh, spreading lies about um, a heroic act that he performed. Um, so guys, just... Right off the bat, um, what did what did you guys think of of this show in 2020? In 2020, not to go woke immediately, but the first thing that stands out is they have this Native American guy in there who's kind of just there to cry into the camera and make us feel guilty for how we've harmed Native Americans. So uh, that stood out to me. But that was the I big enjoyed thing. The episode that was the big thing. I feel like was for you just, too. For you too. It wasn't oh, just me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very uh, cringy for me. Just the use of the word Indian and like yeah. talking about um, how he eats live animals and like the way that um, Lewis is describing him. I was like, like red face stuff. You know, like we're watching. Yes. I'm watching Looney Tunes or something. You know, and whatever. It just seemed very like a caricature of uh, of a Native American. Lewis was a raving lunatic. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis was bad news. Lewis yeah, is easily one of my least favorite characters in McGee and Me. Yeah, yeah, like he's the one who really ramps up Nick's lie. Like, I don't think Nick would have lied about the whole ordeal if it weren't for Lewis. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, yeah, Nick that is doesn't innocent. make it better for Nick, right? But Lewis is definitely not a, a good influence <laughs> on on Nick's on Nick uh, and his life. So, yeah, what do we let's let's talk the episode. What are things that we liked? Yeah, let's start with what are things that we enjoyed about the episode. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say, uh, and not to dive into the spiritual element, I really love the scene where uh, he's talking with his dad and mm-hmm. his dad says when you lie you there's the person who's being lied about who gets hurt but there's also the person who does the lie but then he says whatever we do to G- whatever we do to others we do to Jesus so if we lie and hurt another person it hurts Jesus so I was like that's good like it's mature it's a good thing to be saying to kids but then it's immediately followed by him by Nick kind of he says what do I do and his dad says what do you think and then Nick draws a picture of Jesus and goes to bed <laughs> <laughs> That feels like a very suburban Christian response. I've done something wrong in my community. Oh, I could ignore it and wait for it to go away. Right. 
and then also another thing I liked is um, when Mr. Ravenhill at the end says to Nick, uh, when you're done, you can start on the, on the cellar step. And then he has that nice, oh, here. Like, I was like, that's a nice little moment. At the I, end. I thought that was maybe the clunkiest moment of the entire. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm angry. Zach just likes it. But yeah. here's this cup of yellow liquid that I <laughs> that I offer to you as a peace offering. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Q awkward Brandon giggles. Brandon is a child of the 80s where pee <laughs> jokes were still huge. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not inferring that it was pee. I just think it was probably some country time that he spun up. You know, it just looked a little, you know. I would take country time. Yeah, it I looked, wouldn't have it given looked Nick, a little I too yellow. Fancy man Brandon yeah. out here in the real world, we drink country time. The, the fact that Mr. Ravenhill didn't like call the police and press charges against Nicholas like mm-hmm. and instead gave him some lemonade like i wouldn't have given nick anything hey, <laughs> well, nick hey you really isn't the super hey bad you. guy right get down get down to the basement after you're done here and here's yeah. your and here's your drink they destroyed his home because of nick's behavior <laughs> i don't like, disagree with that i thought it was clunky though that's all <laughs> sure i don't disagree i think i think it's just that that nice like the smile that he gives him i think is good it just feels <laughs> of its time too now like if my kid were at a stranger's house and I wouldn't want him to go into the basement with the stranger. Like, I, I don't know. In 2020, I'm just like, Wait, I'm going to be there supervising this. Sure, you know sure, I mean? sure, sure. Yeah. I, I wonder if Nick even told his parents. Oh, that's the real big lie. <laughs> he just hoped it would go away. Didn't tell anybody. <laughs> but why is Nick the one getting all the brunt of the... Tr- I like that he repents and stuff, but like, it was Derek and his yeah. goons that I think, really did the... But they're never going to come back and clean up. I think I that we're... I want them to be arrested, though. Me too. That would be good. I think we're putting a lot of emphasis on, like, Nick's guilt. He has a lot of guilt here, so he feels... Right. But it he, wasn't necessary. He didn't do any of that, really. Like... He exaggerated about a story, so Derek, you know, is like, oh, he's not going to out-tough me, so I got to go destroy this guy's house. Like, that's what happened. The, the worst thing that Nick did was he didn't clarify with Lewis, this is actually what happened. You're getting well, a little carried away actually, with the story. now that I think about it, it's spreading misinformation. Right. If the is that US what Nick did, got- though? Is if the U.S. got information that says North Korea is about to launch oh, and we launch, oh, that's what Nick did in this scenario. It's an anti-analogy. Sure. So, uh, Nick is destabilizing U.S.-Korean relations. I think, the, but what makes Derek mad is that Nick's, like, looking tougher than him because he was in the guy's house. How's right. that Nick's yeah. fault? Just... I do, I do love when uh, Derek goes, what kind of idiot do you take me for? And Nick goes, how many kinds are there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Derek, uh, Derek is I don't like, like... those jokes. It's very schmaltzy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I like the McGee moments more for the humor. Oh. I do. I do. I, I think it's so bad that okay. it's good. Right. Listen, when well, we... We're talking about things we like right now. So <laughs> I just want to say... I want to say... I like we, bad things. When we do um, the McGee and me Christmas episode... <laughs> I oh, am. Yes. I'm gonna, I want to spend a long time talking about Derek because I think he's great in that episode. This is a kind of weak episode. I don't want to transition to stuff we don't like. Right. But I will say we watched three episodes of McGee and Me yeah. together this week because yeah. I'm with Zach. Right. And that's right. that's his hobby. This is easily my least. <laughs> this is easily one of my least favorite episodes. One of I my. Think so yeah. Too. yeah. I think so too. Yeah, and it's weird because I felt like this one was a little light in terms of story and also like. I felt like I would have liked to see Nick, uh, maybe not villainous, but I would have liked to see Nick kind of like 
get the lie going a little bit more because at the beginning it says like he wants to be popular in school. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if like he, not cool, but I thought it'd be a more interesting element if Nick were more like the one who was leading the charge with his lie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than kind of being a side player in his own story. I disagree that I like the element of, uh, you know, there's, it doesn't always have to be volitional. Like lying can happen from not speaking up and proclaiming the truth. Right. Right. And I think that's a, maybe a little bit more of a mature, uh, you know, thing to tell kids. Like, I don't know if I would have understood at like eight that Nick had really done something wrong. Right. Right. I understand now that he, that he did, but you know what I mean? There's lying is, is complicated. So it's a, it's a different side of. Yeah. You know, the sin that is exposed. Yeah, and also, while we're talking about uh, things that we like in the movie, on a, on a different note, this movie looks vandalism look like so much fun. <laughs> Derek and his goons are having the time of their life. I Let me strongly tell you, disagree like, with this. When they're, like, ripping, but they're having so <laughs> much fun. The shot, terrified. the shot from down low of Derek releasing those birds Icon. is I was terrified. Epic. It is I an epic was, shot. I thought he was going to kill the birds. <laughs> epic. He's just shaking the cage like a madman, yeah. foaming at the mouth. <laughs> And Zach's like, hee hee, ha ha, look how fun. I'm waiting for a death to occur. Oh my gosh. I did not care for that. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to like it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So good job. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like up up until that point, like it's the epic shots, like they're just destroying a house and nothing bad happens to them. I hope PETA was on set. It's a Christian film. I'm, I'm guessing they weren't. I'm guessing yeah. they weren't. Um, we have dominion over animals. Right. Scripture, so. Well, yeah. What else? <laughs> so, um, one one thing I really liked in this movie, um, I, I said I liked the, the guy who plays the dad. I think he's, he's good in this episode. I think in some of the other episodes, he's not up to snuff. This yeah. might be his finest moment. Um, he is Diet Bob Saget. He is. He's he Diet is. Bob Saget. And Absolutely. speaking of that, the his moment with Nick feels like a full house moment. To me. Yeah. Yes. It feels yeah. very, very full housey. So. But with Jesus. Hey, kiddo. <laughs> Let's Tough hug, day, huh? Let's hug it out. <laughs> I loved. I was giggling. I loved Coach <laughs> Slater. A little soon to be cutting class, isn't it, mister? He's in two scenes, and it was perfect. Which one not, is the one where he's illiterate? It's not, not that one. one. No, oh, okay. this is the first one where he's just in the hallway. And he can't and spell the, aluminum. I remember yeah. that yeah. one too. Not the second. That's okay. not this episode. So what does he do in this one? In this one, Nick Nick can't find his classroom, and he's kind of looking around. And then Coach Slater shows up, and he goes, "A little soon to be cutting class, isn't it, Mister?" And then later, the kids like spray paint the wall and like put it in Nick's hand. Oh, and Nick turns right. the corner, and Coach Slater just walks up to him and kind of nods. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> funny, cute. Like I like it. <laughs> Let's talk about the song right now. The song felt song? like yeah, something. Like yeah. Out of Rocky. Watch so who was one of who was the Rockies? Who did the the scoring and the the singing for Rocky? Um, Con- John Cafferty. Conti. Bill Conti wrote Bill, the music, right? But um, I thought it was his brother who did the maybe. Singing. Anyway, it felt it felt a little like Rocky to me. I may be making that up. I don't know. I don't know. I think his brother sings in the movie. His yeah. brother's yeah, in the movie singing. Right. He's one of the trash can singers. I don't know about that. It reminds me of every singer in the 80 of this style had mm-hmm. the same voice. So Here, it's like Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton it's would like, be a good you know, vanilla he, choice for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'll say. I found <laughs> I found this song to be unironically epic with just that... <laughs> 
until like that just opening like pad that they have just the but then when it gets into the gung 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 it's immediately hello 80s well i want to be clear (laughs) i find this song to be ironically epic (laughs) i think it's bad i i could listen to this song and like have a good time and have a good and but not like kind of in a hee hee ha ho ho ho. i could play this in my car and be okay i'm okay being a jaded cynic and enjoying (laughs) laughing at things no me too (laughs) of course i do too but this song i'm like it's kind of good I mean, musically, it's kind of good. Really? I think so. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Probably the best song in any of the McGee and Me's. Yeah. I stand by that. I do hum it to myself sometimes. Yeah, that means it's good. (laughs) That means it's a good song. There we go. I was trying to remember the name of the song. Love, love never lies. I like it until the guitar solo comes in. <laughs> oh, the guitar solo is my yeah. favorite part. Well, it's in a major key, so I'm like, uh, this is, needs to be minor. <laughs> just, <laughs> just add to the sadness of, of the moment. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's why vandalism looks awesome, because of that song. Love never lies actually feels like it should be in a minor key. Yeah. Why'd you have to go and lie to me? <laughs> Doesn't feel like a loving thing. Brandon, is this the best song in McGee and Me? Aside from, wait, are we including the theme song? I Oh, I love the theme song. So, the songs are always something that I don't remember too well. But the, the episode that they, there's the tornado or something and they're all stuck in... <laughs> Yes. That's yeah. my- You'll never be alone. Okay, yeah. For some reason, that, <laughs> one's, I tell myself that one sticks every out. Night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, of course, you know the words. Those can't be the words. That they one, are. That one sticks yeah, out to me. That sounds like word. a man going through a divorce, not <laughs> someone praying after Jesus. You don't believe me right now. I think that was the best. <laughs> what I tell myself every night. Come on. Wait, I'm going to find it. I thought it's like a pilot episode, though. Like, the song was pretty good. They got you know you, sure. you get a feel for what the the show's gonna be like. I thought that, like a lot of that was you know done pretty well. Um, yeah, it's woven into the structure of the show. Yeah, like there's always gonna be a couple non. <laughs> there's gonna be a couple nonsensical McGee yes. moments that loosely tie in. But I feel like they're still in this episode. They're still trying to figure out who McGee is. Yeah, and, a little bit, and yeah. what his relationship is to Nick. Like right now, how he should be drawn. Too sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he sometimes looks like a child and sometimes looks like a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. it, go, it goes back and forth pretty, pretty aggressively. But like right now, he's the like the devil on Nick's shoulder. Like he, that's what. I, yeah, that's <laughs> not, is he the main? An, that's the next question. Is he the main antagonist of the series? I mean, th- no, of course not. Of course not of this. Not. not of the series. Maybe of this episode. Derek no. gets redeemed <laughs> in the series. Okay, Nick. Or McGee is the same the whole way through. Let's stick to this episode. He threw Nick into Bobby Roscoe's trombone. Okay, that's not this episode. He he tells him, well, that's what they bring it up in this episode. And then he says, hey, Nick, go rap on one of those windows and we'll be heroes. (laughs) McGee, (laughs) Nicholas. And then he does it. McGee, w- Nick wasn't going to, and then McGee said, <laughs> I mean, I think there's better choices pure... for antagonist. 
than yeah. the McGee. McGee is just pure unmitigated well, potential. Listen, what did Derek ever do? <laughs> potential. I would say that either Derek or Lewis could be better options as Lu- Lewis, Lewis is the bad guy. He, right. They could be better choices for antagonist here. Lewis has one moment of coolness that tricked me into thinking he was his Nicholas's friend. And even that, that's like the stupidest thing ever where Lewis? he essentially says to Derek, you shouldn't beat him up. Because you usually beat up bigger people, and then people won't be afraid of you anymore. I was like, Lewis turns on Nick on a dime consistently throughout the series. He's the worst friend ever. He's not to harp on other episodes, but in Twister and Shout, he sells out their friendship for ice cream in the living room. Uh, Yeah, I just uh, in this episode when he shows up at the end to rub dirt in his eye. Yeah, I guess you were lying about all that stuff, huh? I wouldn't want to be in your shoes Monday. (laughs) <laughs> Why do they hang out after this? Yeah. Like, for me, we're done. Yeah. All right. Ma- wait, really quick before we keep going, because you didn't believe me. <laughs> it's oh, so good. He says night on. He says night. both. He switches okay. back and forth. It's so good. I- it's so good. Because being lonely in the day and being lonely at night are two That's a classic. No, you'll uh, never be alone. Yeah, I know. Is what he says, I know. Mitch. That's yeah. what you tell yourself when you're lonely. Yeah. Who gives the best performance? Um, Is the answer no one? McGee. The voice so. actor for McGee. I don't crushing think, it. I think Nick is the kid playing Nick is pretty good. I think he just has a pretty limited script. Uh, I don't know. I like yes. Yeah, I like the dad. Names. I like the dad. The dad is good. Usually, good. I like Sarah, the sister. When, you do. When uh, does, you know who I was the younger sister in this episode? Jamie. Yeah, she jumps in in her. She her. She, she's with her mom, and her mom goes, "You know that guy." <laughs> I don't remember that. Anyway, I think uh, Sarah, the older sister, is someone who I always thought was decent. The mom bothered me for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, yeah, she just kind of does nothing. Is this where she has her job interview? No, that's the star in the breaking. Man, Man okay, so you, she really did you've got these this. episodes on lock. Let me just say that right now. But, <laughs> yes, I do. So, Sarah has the best line in the series when uh, the baseball episode... Take take me out to the or what is it called? The bo- take me out of the ball. Take game. me out of the ball game when the the big stud on Nick's baseball team comes over. And Thurman Miller. And Thurman the Miller, and he's tra- and he's trying to hit on Sarah, and she's like, "Sure, yeah. do you want me, your your mommy to dro- something like you want your mommy to drop Wrong. you off?" No, you're thinking about the new adventures of McGee and me where Rex Rogers comes over and he's trying to teach Nick how to be cool. And he goes, hey, so in a few years, I'm going to be hitting the freshman class. Maybe we could get together sometime, make some memories. And she goes, sure, Rex. Do you want me to meet you at your place or would you rather have your mommy drop you off here? Easily the best line in the whole series. And man. Easily? Zach has a particular set of skills. And man, is that that kid who plays Rex like 30 years old? Yeah, well, we're we're not there yet. So <laughs> Hopefully, let's save that for that for that day. Let's get there soon. Um, well, no, Brendan, what do you think of Nick? Do you? Because I think like that as the lead of the series, he does a good job. I, especially when you see like Lewis and the and the other kids in his age. I don't group. think Lewis is a bad actor. Um, I think his character sucks. I don't here's think the deal: the kid the whole time is at eleven. Here's my deal for um, Nick. Okay, go ahead. Here's my deal. So, like my. <laughs> My daughter likes this show 
called Daniel Tiger. And it's kind of a, if for those of you who don't know what America it is, likes that show. it's like a, it's kind of a spinoff of Mr. Rogers neighborhood. But Good. the only way the show works is like they're trying to teach kids a new lesson each episode. And Daniel has to basically be the patsy in order right. for the episode, like the episode to work. Like he has to do something stupid in order for him to learn the right way or the right thing to do. I feel right. a little, I feel the same way about Nick a little bit. I feel like Agreed. he's got to be the patsy and kind of walk into doors with his face in order for his dad to come along and be like, well, Nicholas and all this other stuff. So I think he's a little dopey, you know, I think right. maybe we could spread the wealth a little bit as far as like someone else can get into tr- uh, like a, get into a snag with something. Right. 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 But, they were need to be more characters. Well, maybe, his sister, maybe, yeah. He has two sisters who could both get into their own shenanigans. Girls, thank you. Like that's my that's my two cents on Nick. The show anyway. is called McGee and Me, not McGee and Fam or McGee and Gang or McGee and Three. McGee and Family. Oh, McGee <laughs> and Three is the good version of the joke. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It would it would need a new name and a new concept. Can I? Okay. Well, can I say who we said who's the who is the worst in this performance? And I'd like to throw my my hat in the ring. And I don't want to sound ageist. I don't think Grandma knows that she's in a <laughs> that she's on a show. I mean, the ma- land sakes! That phone hasn't stopped ringing since you got here. I think Grandma is probably like a friend of the producer. <laughs> she's the director's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this will be a fun thing for Apple I love the do. opening scene. The dog is eating toast out of the laundry. And whatever. Get out of and there. The, okay, and the dog's name mm. is whatever. And the dad points out, <laughs> so hey, fun. maybe don't do that. And then the daughter jumps all over him. Daddy, why are you always picking exactly. on whatever? He's eating toast out of the laundry <laughs> basket. That's why I'm getting on this dog. <laughs> well, hold on. Why is there toast in the laundry exactly. basket? Great is question. Great question. Yeah, okay. No. All right. Well, that seems like the family's in more disarray than whatever. <laughs> Leave him alone. Exactly. That's oh, my that's my point. Like whatever. getting after the dog. No, that is that isn't my point. I'm mad at yeah, the dog. Yeah, you're I'm, making I'm the mad at the dog. Point. I'm mad at the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been tricked. Uh, this is how I debate. He knocked. <laughs> right. He knocked the toast off the table. That's what happened. Right. Well, then yeah, he deserves a right. Here's turn talking to. Here's my big question. If you took, let me just. Pause. That there is a big question for McGee and me. That's that's maybe the best part of this. Right. Here's here's my big big question. (laughs) Yes. Good. (laughs) Wait. There's two huge questions. Huge. Should we do the fun one first or the serious one first? There's three. Let's do the serious. Enormous size. Okay. All right. We'll do the. All right. (laughs) If you took McGee out of this series. Like when we come to like the message and like kind of the structure of the episodes, so what we're would be different? The name of the show to me, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, what would be different? Do you think? Like in terms of like, not, aside from the animation and everything, like we know that wouldn't be there, whatever. But like, I'm saying in actual like the structure of the plot and the story and how things play out, what would be different? I think the McGee animations serve as like a little like tease of what's to come. Okay. Uh, at the beginning, it's like. Here's a scripture. Here's something illustrating the idea of the episode. 
And it's then like a nice little break, I think, for because I think what the show's trying to do is appeal to multiple audiences. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like you've been watching this live action thing. Maybe you've got a kid who wants to see the little McGee segment that's going to, you know, keep them engaged. So I don't know if it would drastically impact the plot and the structure of the show, but I think it would definitely, it would change the nature of the show. And I don't think the, the show is strong enough on its own without the McGee elements. Hmm. Uh, Cause it's just not well written enough. It's like a bad full house for Christians. <laughs> McGee is the differentiating element. It, it really is. Sure, sure, it's sure. what makes it stick in my mind. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I remember uh, the the baseball scene in The Big Lie where like SWAT shows up with their guns well, after yes. the kid. Yes. Well, I remember that really like bumming me out when I was little. Sure. Like I was bummed for like a week straight after that. But you're watching. <laughs> exactly. But you're watching. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. And I guess I'm talking more about like McGee and and Nick together. But like that's a good point that you bring up is that McGee is what makes the show. <laughs> not a, as blatant of a ripoff. I think one thing I mean, McGee I don't think does it's ripping off, ripping off. But yeah, I think one thing McGee does it. is allow Nick to kind of voice voice his inner monologue. Yeah, absolutely. Put, yeah, basically, um, uh, unpack his thoughts is, is what I was trying to. It's the same role like a talking animal yeah, on a different right, show yeah. would play. Well, you I, know. I think a, a show that maybe does that better is on Lizzie McGuire because it's clear that this animated character is not in the real world, which gets to the actual big question. Is McGee real? <laughs> Is he imaginary, or is he only in Nick's mind, or is he just hidden well from the rest of the world? I know this sounds like a joke. Right. But logistically, you are 100% correct. Yeah. Because in Lizzie McGuire, it is clear this is a figment of her imagination. Obvious. And McGee and me, he impacts the environment. Yeah. So I'm led to believe Nick must be doing this. Right. Thinking McGee is doing it. Right. Or McGee is real. <laughs> no, I will not accept that. For, I believe McGee's Nick real. Lost touch. McGee, McGee, McGee is real? real. Yeah, he's real. Okay, are, tell me why. He is. <laughs> he is real. No one else can see him. I think Jesus died for our sins, <laughs> not for the sins of McGee and animated characters. You are out of your mind. <laughs> no, that's just the argument people will say for no Christians can't or uh, aliens can't exist. Right. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> So, Brendan, go back to why you think McGee is real. I think there just are too many ways he affects the... I think Mitch is right. He affects the environment. And it's not... The dog can see him. And this is not... <laughs> the dog, the dog can, can see, see him. him. That's right. Yes. That's right. So... <laughs> what I think what I think the show is showing is the dog is looking at Nicholas and he imagines the dog <laughs> is looking at McGee. <laughs> Oh, well, here's my thing. Like, why hasn't Nicholas shared this potentially revolutionary finding with anyone else? Could it be, like that's, could that's, it be because he's lost his mind? Well, that's my thing, like, with a lot of the... <laughs> sorry, Brandon. That's my thing with a lot of these movies, like Indian in the Cupboard and everything. I'm like, why are you keeping this a secret? Why wouldn't you tell everybody? <laughs> so, one day I sketched this little dude... <laughs> And then he walked off the page. <laughs> and here he is! What do you mean by that? And he looks he looks like he's in his 40s. <laughs> but he tells me to do bad things. 
That's why he doesn't tell his family. That's years of therapy waiting to happen. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our... Manners. Just like when they offered you a second juice box at Sunday school, you're going to give me a <laughs> yes, please, or a no, thank you when I offer you more McGee and me. So, Mitch, fresh off the cart, would you like some more McGee and me? That's the first time you've used the analogy quite like this, and the answer was always yes. As a kid, yeah, give me more juice boxes, please. That's how I feel about the game. Me, yeah, load her up. Give me, give me two or three, honestly, while you're here. Yeah, um, yeah, me is great. As much as I criticize it and say it's kind of a ripoff of other shows and that it has problems, it's fun. And the job of the kid shows, I think, um, like the little Christian kid shows, it's not a high bar it has to clear. It just has to have like a pretty clear moral yeah. for the kids to, to glean. Um, it has to be entertaining enough to put on mm-hmm. uh, if you're a lazy Sunday school teacher <laughs> and uh, pass out the juice boxes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Because Zach and I used to show it. <laughs> so I just realized I was calling us oh, out. Man. <laughs> no, it's, that's that's necessary. Um, but yeah, I, I like McGamey. I want to do five more episodes. Let's do it. Brandon? Yeah, I think... Would you like more? I would. I would like more McGee and Me. And I think even though this isn't my favorite of the episodes, I think yeah, it only sure. gets better over time. And... Honestly, when I would run into a week where the teacher flipped on McGee and me, I was thrilled. So I I have very vivid memories of McGee and me, and I feel like it's clunky, but there is a good message. And I'll say it held my attention, my watch through this time. Did you watch with your kids? I didn't, no. I watched during nap time, so... Missed opportunity. You know what, though? <laughs> to be, uh, for, I think I have showed Reagan an episode or two. Um, but I, I think it is definitely something that I want more of. So I'm, yeah. yes, please. I'm all in on McGee and me. And, and I will round it out, and I will make it unanimous with the yes, please. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I guess I didn't really realize that I was watching this past its prime, like when it wasn't coming out anymore. Because when I was a kid, I always wondered, when are we going to get the McGee and Me movie? Yeah, I I think that this episode, as a pilot, I think it's a little risky, which is good. I I applaud um, some of the risks that they take. And I think that the show is self-aware enough to a point where I can really enjoy it and rewatch it as an adult and kind of like laugh along at some of the jokes that are targeted towards me, remember the things that I liked as a kid. And uh, yeah, overall, I just think that this is um, a well put together show, even if um, even if the, the series as a whole might be greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. But yeah, I think McGee and me, yes, please, give me more. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, everybody, go watch McGee and Me. Mm, yeah, just do it. They're all on YouTube. What are you waiting for? Get the whole family together. I mean, it has everything that you want. As they say, as they as they said in the trailer before every episode, each adventure has action, laughter, biblical values, <laughs> everything that you want. So. 
check out McGee and me and make sure that you check us out on Godfellas. We're on all the social media plot. We're old. All right. Anyway, <laughs> folks, thank you for joining us this week on Godfellas. I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Mitch. And I'm Mr. Brandon. 